And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. It's Merry Christmas. Beginning to look a lot like April. Yeah, Everywhere nice and, I go. Nice and warm when I came in. Yesterday nice afternoon, I went out front uh, just uh, doing some, a little bit of cleanup in the in the front lawn. Shorts, T-shirt, tennis shoes, lawn crews at my neighbor's houses uh, working. And I was sweating by the time I was done, and I really didn't do much. It was warm. It was nice. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I cleaned my pool yesterday, but I don't want to talk too much about it because some guy called and complained. Not called. But yeah. uh, wrote and complained yeah. that uh, once in a while we talk about our lawns and pools. And the reason we do that. Do you swim is, in the winter? No. I clean the pool. I have jumped in. When it, 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 I want, I, it was 63 one time when I jumped in. Yeah. I have swam in every month of the year, though. Right. But I'm getting, and you don't close your pool down during, in the winter. Never. You're just, just maintenance. Yeah, just maintenance. And very little maintenance. I'm just doing this to annoy the guy. Listen. Well, no, no, well, no. No, but we do it, we do it for a reason. Yeah. So you know that we're uh, – I'm, I'm trying to get the ultimate in, <laughs> in blue-collar rhetoric. Mm. That we're lunch-pale kind of guys that we bring our lunch and our ha- hard hats to work every single day. And we cut our own lawns and we maintain our own pools. That's yeah, good. I mean, my version of that is I I have a chef on staff <laughs> who makes my meal before I leave, and my driver brings me you just, here. You just like cutting the lawn. <laughs> I I I go outside while they're cutting the lawn. Right. He um, he has uh, he's got he's got servants. He lives in a uh, in a huge big southern mansion. Hey, you're Forrest Gump. Yeah. I may not know what love is. But you cut your own lawn. But I cut my own lawn. I have a riding lawnmower. Jenny. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream, Lieutenant. I got you an ice cream, Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, the imagery. The be- I just did the bedpan imagery yeah, right there. 
boom, <laughs> right into the bed. bed. Uh, yeah. All right, I want to get to this because I, this is one of the best explanations about what the Supreme Court of Colorado did wrong. Mm. And it comes again from someone who has been around for over a half a century and is viewed as the ultimate liberal legal analyst. Mm-hmm. And that would be Dershowitz. Yeah, right. And Dershowitz uh, spoke on this yesterday. I'm just going to play it. He was asked a question. He was on uh, uh, Forbes. Forbes was interviewing him. Not Steve Forbes, but the Forbes uh, 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 you know, uh, blog site or whatever. Media. Mm-hmm. Me- uh, Forbes Media, right. Mm-hmm. And simply asked him, what grade would you give the Supreme Court? I think he said a D minus, but I think his explanation shows it should have been an F. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if we wanted to be nice or whatever, but here it is. Here we go. Well, I would have given it a D minus in constitutional law with great inflation. But if the professor was Lawrence Tribe or if it was Jamie Raskin, he'd have given him an A plus. This is an attempt to totally manipulate amendment that was never designed to disqualify people in future elections. It was a Civil War amendment. It's an attempt to this amendment just to get Trump. Title of my book, Get Trump. Uh, this is just another example of that. If you look at the Constitution, it is as clear as could be that the 14th Amendment can be implemented only by Congress, not by state legislatures. The Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article, and it's logical. Remember who wrote the 14th Amendment? Radical Republican Reconstructionists. You mm-hmm. think they would give the power to decide who's going to run for president? to Mississippi and Alabama? Of course not. It's the most absurd argument historically and constitutionally. And the text of the amendment doesn't even apply to the president of the United States. It applies to senators, representatives, and electors. So this is a stretch beyond all stretching. I think that's one of the best explanations out there. Very simple. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, not getting into the, the a lot of the legalese right. uh, 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 talk. And uh, this was uh, also from, uh, let me see, uh, uh, John uh, Yu of of Fox News, an opinion piece that he had uh, yesterday uh, that he did the same thing. He says, Article 2 of the Constitution lists only three qualifications for the presidency. The president must be a natural-born citizen. He or she must be at least 35 years old. And he or she must have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Uh, After uh, the Civil War, Congress proposed and three-quarters of the uh, states ratified Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to exclude those who had participated in the rebellion from federal office. It is important to read the text of that provision carefully. No person shall be a senator or a representative in Congress, or an elector, that's an elector, of president or vice president, Mm. or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds 
of each house remove such a disability. By adopting the provision, the victorious union obviously wanted to prevent former Confederates from returning to Congress, the executive branch, or the military once the war had ended. Some of the southern states had elected former Confederate leaders to Congress. The Colorado uh, the court has clearly erred, however, in finding that this clause applies to former presidents. Section 3 lists that disqualification from future office will apply to anyone uh, who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion uh, against the United States who had been, and goes through it again, an elector or member of Congress, officer of the United States, which covers cabinet officers and those below them. Uh, Excuse me, the constitutional text as interpreted by the Supreme Court carefully distinguishes between an officer of the United States, which covers cabinet members uh, and those below them, and the President of the United States. It differentiates between that. And goes through it all. If the 14th Amendment framers had wanted to bar past presidents who join an insurrection from ever holding federal office again, they could have, have easily included president in the very same sentence. And they did not. And it goes just goes through all of it. And it's like, it's so basic. Yeah. It's so basic that they got this completely wrong. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, and the fact that insurrection doesn't even apply here. No, it does not. No, but but, but that's the point. Even that's, if you could, if you include it, or the court could come, that it would stick in the in the event that you know the court had decided. In this case, they did. It met insurrection. It doesn't apply to the president. Yep, they go section three only prohibits him from being a member if, if you know it was insurrection. And again, the whole Civil War is completely different because you had the paper trail. Yeah. You had the paper trail. You had a different country. Yeah. 
at that point. You had the Confederacy, right. which seceded from the United States and became a different country. And then went to war with the United States. And as we know, hundreds of thousands of people were killed. Soldiers mm-hmm. were killed. Mm-hmm. It says, put aside whether Trump's alleged involvement in the January 6th attacks or attempt to coerce Vice President Mike Pence to reject valid electoral votes amounted to an insurrection or rebellion. Either way, it wouldn't matter. Trump could still run for the presidency. Section 3 only prohibits him if he was found, you know, to have, uh, been involved in an insurrection or rebellion, which nobody has. <laughs> nobody right. has. Right. Uh, Section 3 only prohibits him from being a member of Congress, an elector, or a cabinet or military officer. Yeah. Well, and so legally, you know, like I said, within when this came out yesterday, it was brand new. We had just scanned through it as most other people did, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on here? But in, within 24 hours... The, the it's a slam dunk the other way yeah well and it it's the liberal media made the headlines for it but honestly i don't know anyone who's really defending their decision and you read the dissent from the three other democrats on that same court And you realize, look, they understand the other four. I'm convinced the other four know that it's going to be overturned. Well, I think their decision won't stand. One of Dershowitz's greatest points was going back to, and I love how all these so-called liberal professors are becoming constructionists. (laughs) But he said, he goes, you think that the Republican Party after the Civil War would have given the ability of one of the southern states right. to control an election by what a Supreme Court of that particular state did. Right. Because no way would they have that. That's insane to think that. They would have never done that. And so that's it right there. That yeah. really is it right yeah. there. And then they the point out here in this Fox News article, even the Constitution's provisions for impeachment and removal from the exec for removal of executive branch officers draws the lines between presidents and officers of the United States. They differentiate. They go, Mm -hmm. Article 2 expressly provides that the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed upon impeachment from the Senate and conviction. They lay it out. Mm -hmm. The president, the vice president, insurrection, they don't do that. So even if he was found guilty of insurrection in some way, and then you can get it to everything else as... The dissenting Democrat judges said there's no due process here at all. Who, right. I, whose determination of whether he committed insurrection, you would look and you'd say, okay, was he impeached and removed from office for insurrection? Right? Right. Would be number right. one. Right. That would be political punishment. The other punishment would be, all right, was he found guilty? Or you could even make the case he was removed from office because of insurrection mm. and then charged you know, and this yeah. is the evidence yeah. behind the insurrection. You can even make that case, but they make none of that. And right. the Democrats, right. the Democratic justices made note of that. You just can't say insurrection. Come up with your own definition, not follow what's in the Constitution to begin with that doesn't apply to the president and say, okay, here it is. That's why you and I said when we saw 
the fact that they said, well, if the Supreme Court agrees to review this, we're going to put a stay in because if they just agree to review it, then our stay stays. And you and I looked at each other and said, is this a political statement from them? Did they know this was going to get overturned? Did they know? Because it just seemed weird. Well, and, and that's it. Because think about it. Ah, we'll let him stay on the ballot for now. If the Supreme Court decides to review it, then it will stay on the ballot even further. If if it is the opinion of the court and the majority, think about that. That he took part in an insurrection and then they're willing to go, eh, well, we'll let him stay on the ballot for now and just hand it over to SCOTUS. That doesn't sound like conviction. That sounds like a political statement. Well, that doesn't sound like um, uh, a a legal opinion at no. all. It sounds like a political statement. And that's where you are with this. And I think the Supreme Court will get involved in it because you have, you know, you've got the now the um, lieutenant governor of California, mm. who, by the way, got it wrong, mm. said, uh, you know, that uh, you can't commit in, in, you can't be involved in an insurrection and you have to be 40 years old. It's like, you know, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 40, 40 years. Old, exactly. To be president. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Just clue, completely clueless. Everyone knows it's 50. <laughs> Wait, no. Everyone knows it's 80. 80. <laughs> it's 80. <laughs> Only Biden can run. <laughs> Nobody else can run. Uh, yeah. Uh, 40. Hmm. Something like that. I think it was Ronald Reagan that said, oh, well. <laughs> And then it was interesting, the Colorado Republican Party came out and threatened to switch its presidential nominating process from a primary to a caucus system. Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah. and, and and the fact that, well, first of all, the party in the primary, uh, their primary system gets to be whatever the party decides in that state. Yep. And they, it was, they doubled down on that yesterday. There were a couple of instances uh, where they were able to express that very clearly. We'll go to a caucus system for the primary. We can do that. If this is in play at all, boom, we'll change how we choose our nominee in this state. And so the state's GOP chair, uh, Dave Williams, reiterated uh, that in an interview with the Colorado Sun, saying if Trump isn't on the ballot, the party would ask the state to cancel the GOP presidential primary. Mm -hmm. uh, Williams told the Sun, if the secretary of state's office refuses, we will ignore the primary results. There you go. I don't think it's going to go that far. Though. I don't think it'll go that far right. because I, I, think, I, I think this I think the Supreme Court will look at this and say all these other states are lining up. We need to nip yeah. this right now. Yep. And how they do it is to say Constitution doesn't apply. All you have to say is the Constitution doesn't. There is no there is nothing. Even if the president is found guilty of an insurrection, the Constitution doesn't apply. You cannot disqualify Trump. These are the only things that you can disqualify about, and that's, you know, natural-born citizen, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 35 years old, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's it. Yep. You know, the, these are the qualifications, right. that's it, and that you stop it right there, therefore no other state can do anything. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE.
This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Timing will be key for holiday travel this week and next in avoiding active weather patterns. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. What I mean by that is we're going to have some significant storminess at times, especially in the far east and the far west. That does include a lot of our major cities that people tend to fly or drive into and out of. Cities like Seattle, Portland, all of your big California cities, and then all of your east coast cities from Miami right on up to Boston. Relatively quiet conditions are expected in the day midsection in the days leading up to Christmas. However, by the 23rd and 24th, we could see a storm system moving northeastward across the Great Plains and into the upper Midwest. So potential implications for travel in some of those midsection cities like Denver, Colorado, potentially seeing rain or wet snow as we head right up to the cusp of the holiday. While sturbiness is expected on the East Coast in the days following Christmas. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. A few things here. Uh, the uh, the number of uh, legal analysts out there that said the Supreme Court could possibly rule nine nothing <laughs> against Colorado. I, I think that's a I think that's a real possibility. Like wow. I mean, it is pretty obvious. You really can't make the case because it's so crystal clear in the Constitution. And 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 I do think that when you actually read the text of it and see that insurrection, even if it was, doesn't apply to the president of the United States. Yeah, I think it could be 18 nothing. where it's so bad, each of the nine justices write two opinions on <laughs> That's how bad. But yeah, I guess, I, I mean, we could easily see a 9-0 on that. in a winter wonderland. Gary and Eric on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Merry Christmas. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. A couple of other stories we want to make sure we get to you. Texas begins flying migrants to sanctuary cities with first flight to Chicago. The state of Texas has started flying migrants to sanctuary cities with the first uh, flight arriving in Chicago on Tuesday afternoon. Fox News has learned making an escalation of Governor Greg Abbott's previous strategy of busing migrants to ease the pressure on the border state. Fox was told that the first flight left El Paso on Tuesday afternoon with 120 migrants on board and arrived at Chicago's O'Hare Airport later on in the day. Uh, sources in Abbott's office told Fox that all the migrants signed voluntary waivers as they do when bust. The decision was partially in response to Chicago's interference 
of the buses traveling to Sanctuary City. To, to the Sanctuary City, the city had launched lawsuits against companies transporting the migrants. The move from uh, Abbott is an escalation from the strategy in place since April of 2022 when he began busing migrants first to Washington, uh, D.C., and that's not going to stop. Yeah, um, I I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, Governor Abbott points out that they all signed voluntary waivers because the left wanted you to believe they were being early on. They were being forced onto these buses. That they were being essentially deported out of one state to another state. (laughs) That wasn't the case. That it was human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Newsom, Newsom, I think, threw out that one. Right. Well. Who was it? Did Newsom launch an investigation, or did did one of did uh, was that in D.C.? Well, they were going to. Where they, but it never they, they talked into. about yeah. saying we're going to talk to these individuals and and ask them. And then a couple of the um, stories out of the liberal media early on saying, you know that, uh, uh, you know we. There are questions as to whether or not they really wanted to get on the bus and everything else. And the fact of the matter is, look, that would be immediate. The world would know immediately if either Abbott or DeSantis were forcing people onto buses. Are you kidding me? Um, This is the thing, though, that. You can't stop. You can't turn this around because of what's going on with the border. The left can't change what's going on. The Biden administration refuses to change what's going on. They could. They have the ability, but they're not going to. And this is only going to, as we said, it's only going to get worse in 24. Why we saw the other day that the, you know, the, the surge at certain points, including Eagle Pass, is because if those who want to come here believe that Congress is going to do something or that the administration is going to change because of November 5th of next year, then you're going to see that surge. We better get across while we can before anything changes. And you're going to continue to see that, especially during if it is going to continue to be a mild uh, winter, then... I don't see anything slowing down. Well, then you have the other story that uh, actually uh, was from Monday, but just uh, reported uh, yesterday uh, on a national scale. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson slammed Governor Greg Abbott in a speech on Monday, arguing that he's been attacking the United States itself. Now, this is when uh, they were still sending the buses. They weren't going to the bus stations. They were going to undisclosed locations yeah, and dropping them off. And then... Abbott decided the next day, which would have been Tuesday, the flights started. But that is such a poor argument because if Governor Abbott is attacking the United States itself and he is doing the exact same thing that the federal government is doing, right? then Biden has to be attacking the United States Again. itself. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't get by it. Right. Now, the other piece of idiocy came from Mayor Adams. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. 
that this is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Biden isn't helping us, but I'll vote for him again. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> well, I, but where do you go? I mean, Adams is not going to be a two-term mayor. I don't think he's going to last uh, for two terms. And his governor, Hochul, coming down on him, and basically the rest of the party kind of ignoring him, including, most importantly, the head of the party, Joe Biden. It's, there's not going to be, I don't know that Adams has any concern for any political wins these days. He's just trying to keep, uh, I guess, his citizens from rioting outside his office door over this whole thing. But this is what his party built. Biden is doing nothing, and I will support him. He's still helping build it. I know. When you do that, that's an endorsement. I'm voting for Biden. Man, I wish he would help us. I'm then you're part of it. You own it. And finally, I wonder why this story didn't get more publicity. Breitbart had it, but I'm like, I didn't see it anywhere else except Breitbart. Maybe it's out there. And maybe it was on the second page of, you know, of most websites that, that I check every day. But this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Almost half of Buick dealers across the United States have opted to take buyouts from General Motors to avoid having to sell electric vehicles at a time when consumer uh, consumer reports show Americans are increasingly turned off by the cars. Now I'm thinking to myself when I read that first sentence, what's a buyout? Are they they're closing? Yeah, G- General Motors is buying, giving them the money to get out of business because they don't want to sell the EVs, mm-hmm. according to General Motors. Almost 1,000 of its nearly 2,000 Buick dealerships across the United States chose to take buyouts from the parent company rather than investing potentially millions into retooling and prepping dealers to service and sell EVs. The buyouts now mean. Now, I was still questioning, well, what what does a buyout mean? What does this mean? The buyouts mean that General Motors will now have just about 1,000 thousand Buick dealerships across the nation, almost uh, half uh, less than before. Yeah. As automakers, uh, as the automaker moves towards adhering to President Joe Biden's green energy agenda, mm-hmm. the Wall Street Journal reports of the Wall Street Journal, they're, they're doing it from the Wall Street Journal article, which I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. How did I miss this? <laughs> Dealers who are taking the buyout would give up the Buick franchise and no longer sell the, uh, sell the brand. The dealer can continue to sell other GM models, such as Chevy or GMC, that often account for a higher percentage of sales. The Journal reported in late 2022 that the automaker planned to offer buyouts to its U.S. Buick dealership network. The move uh, came after Detroit automakers gave them a choice. Invest at least $300,000 to sell and service EVs or exit the Buick franchise. Yeah. The investments would cover electric vehicle chargers, worker training, among other initiatives. 
Wow. You know, a, a couple of things. Uh, Buick is one of those brands uh, that's been around for a while. In terms of that line, it, it is a, it's kind of an older line associated with an older demographic. Like people like me. Not that old. Oh. So let's not get radical here. So, <laughs> so the thing is, is that you have less of an ability on that. Not saying they don't sell, and they have a great line of cars. And the people that buy them are, you know, are, are high earners. They, you know, this isn't the, it's not like the end of a brand, but it is, it is not one of those, you know, trending brands. No. It's and not. so you don't have the room and I'm, and, and, and really on at every dealership, what you're seeing is, you know, if you're talking about servicing and everything else, taking on this massive cost. I said to you yesterday off the air, take all of the mandates out of it, except for, of course, safety mandates. Where is the baseline in terms of the demand for vehicles? And how does it change the pricing? You mean general vehicles or EVs? No, for just vehicles altogether. Okay. Take, take all of the mandates, all of that out. Where would the baseline be? What would the organic situation be in terms of demand? And how would it change the cost of the vehicles? Because an EV would be a special order. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. Where would the baseline be? Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about... In other what, words, what, what would... What, what would the, uh, the, the actual organic situation be in terms of the demand for cars, because if you talk about those fuel efficiency standards I, and I'm, the cost of them on vehicles, if that were to come down, the the most profitable would still be trucks. But I think oh, the, yeah. the the baseline probably small to midsize SUVs. No, probably. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know what yeah. you were thinking. Well, and, I, I don't know if I'm on the same track as I didn't. No, I mean, when I, you I said I, that I didn't know if I was on the same track it, as you. Are. I th well, I think it. I guess my with good fuel mileage. I mean, because a small to midsize SUV gets thirty miles to a gallon. Well, because see, there's vehicle. there's the misnomer. I only want to buy a truck if it gets no more than eight miles per gallon. <laughs> Wrong. No. You know what I mean? It's like oh, you know, there are a, a number of trucks out there. They're going to get close to, you know, uh, measuring inches per gallon. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, we get a there, foot to the gallon. There are a couple of pickups out there, Tundra, that don't get great mileage, but people still love them. But, but the overall demand, you know, for vehicles is, no, we want them to be efficient. We right. want amenities. We want our dashboard to look a certain way. We want certain integration. But we want performance as well. I would love to see what what that would truly be. I mean, we're not going to see it. But I would love to see what it would be. And how many, by the way, how many more dealerships, you know, decide, you know what? 
we can't participate because we can't afford to. I know. Especially it's either do this or go under. Remember how many how many wrote a letter to the White House? So two thousand, three thousand yeah, dealerships. Right. I will make this one note here to end this. Yeah. <laughs> My nineteen sixty seven Ford Fairlane GTA three ninety cubic inch. It was an automatic, six miles to the gallon. <laughs> wow. I know big rigs that get better than that. <laughs> wow. We didn't drive it much at 25 miles an hour. I bet not. And we accelerated probably more frequently than the average person does in a regular vehicle. <laughs> yes. 86690-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. First day of winter. Winter arrives oh, at right. 10.27 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Oh, our, right, be, right before we go on the air. That's right. We'll be the first yeah. uh, entire broadcast. i got to phrase this correctly. The first national broadcast to, to broadcast our entire you really have. You're really struggling. It's going to be this. Friday, and so it'll be our last <laughs> show before our Christmas break. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's our Christmas show, so we'll talk. Uh, who's getting that lump of coal? Yeah, exactly. We're supposed to be around 60 degrees today. Some rain coming in for us, so we're getting spring-like weather, basically. I I love it. Actually, I'm fine with it, man. Yeah. I, yesterday it was warm. Beautiful. Outside of my my poison perimeter, I could see some uh, <laughs> fire ant hills. Yeah. Ah, wow. Yeah. Wow. So they're still. It's warm enough where they're still active. Interesting. Yeah. Again, outside my fire ant wall. Yeah. Well. <laughs> my fire ant chemical wall. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna we'll have some fun tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. some fun. Uh, it, it some, co- still some cocktails. Yeah, probably not. Oh. But no, nah, I'm out. So, you know, I could get some delivered, I guess. I drank most of it during this show, so it's not true. Can we it's get it delivered? True. Right? Yeah, I don't even get it delivered. I don't think you can do that. That's not right. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.